Welcome to Bleached, the podcast for real ass topics with real ass hairdressers. Hi, hair babies. Good morning from Brooklyn yet again. It's rainy and dreary outside, but but New York and lovely anyway. It's really cold. It's always fucking cold. I say that, but I haven't been outside yet. But I'm assuming it's really cold. We have a guest with us who told us that it's raining and that Sid couldn't work out, which is Sid's favorite part of the day. Her news is not having to work out. So now I'm going to work out uh, inside and annoy Caleb because, you know, that's what, that's life, people. What have you been doing this week? So this week I actually did a photo shoot with the photographer of um, Title Magazine and that was great. I definitely, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but the past like three shoots that I've been on have all been very 70s inspired and very vintage and it's really cool it's like 70s meets modern funk and i don't know like i thought it was just you know one shoot but it's been like every all the clothes that are coming back in are so hair too yeah my hairs i don't know if you if you if any of you have seen my hair it's very 70s um mine too now with these things i don't know (laughs) if you ask me but um yeah no 70s is coming back i remember moving to new york 70s was coming back fashion week two years ago and it's just really never left and 90s keeps trying to pop in mm-hmm. but it's just not it can't do it it's not making it it's not making it i i've been doing other things this week yeah what did you do this week so one of my clients that i work with is a famous singer and right now he's on broadway and i can't say his name but it sounds like schmash mobin and he's really he's a cool guy and we um We've been uh, doing a lot of press stuff for him. So last night we went to the premiere of The Great Comet of 1812, which he's starring in with Danae Benton. And it's really good. If you have a chance to come to New York or if you're in New York to go see it, here's a little plug for them. Um, But it was really fun. The red carpet is really fun, but it's also very stressful if anyone's ever worked a red carpet situation. Um... There's the people that are behind the rope. There are people that are in front of the rope. There's people in the view of the camera. There's the reporters. The I don't know if you know this now, but you don't actually have to have a cameraman. All the reporters just had their iPhones set up to record them, which I thought was crazy. But it was, it was really interesting. Like, you, it, the craziness of the flashing photography, like, none of that was there. It was just tripods and iPhones. What? Like, that was the receiving line for the red carpet. It was really interesting. That just tainted my... Yeah, so like when you when you're thinking of a red carpet and there's like cameras flashing and and people holding cameras and it's not really like that anymore. We've kind of shrunk down um, technology, which is it's kind of interesting. So it was kind of silly watching everybody talking to these little phones, and you could tell they were uncomfortable with it because they were like point like where do I where do I fucking talk into that thing? It was cute, but uh, it was a fun night, and I got to see someone I haven't seen in a while. Grace Kelly's granddaughter, Jasmine, and she is a wonderful, wonderful singer, jazz singer, ironically. And uh, so it was really good seeing her, too. Like, she's super cute. So if she's listening, I miss you. I want to talk to you. I tried DMing her on Instagram afterward, Mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure she either blocked me, (laughs) which I don't think she did, or she doesn't have Instagram anymore, and I'm hoping that's... Or it's not really her. Or No, it's her. I mean... She knew, she remembered, I hope it's her. Yeah, it's funny. Or it's some crazy stalker person that I don't know. (laughs) You actually, with and and me too, like a lot of our clients, the form of communication is through DMs on Instagram or something like that. I'm like, what happened to emailing? There's a lot of DMing going on. What happened to emailing? Speaking of emails. Who are you? What what happened to, it's like, what happened to the Facebook? Yeah. (laughs) Like, what do you mean what happened to emailing? It went away. 
<laughs> I refuse. Um, but speaking of email, we actually got a great email from a fan, fan email. Yeah, fan. And um, Asking for some advice. Yeah, an advice email. So I'm going to read that now. So this is Susan. from Susan in New Orleans. Hi, guys. I wanted to start off with letting you know how awesome it is that you guys are giving our industry a voice. Thanks, Susan. That being said, I want to ask <laughs> Thanks, you, what Sue. are your thoughts on switching salons? I am unhappy and want to find a more permanent salon home, but I'm afraid of losing my clientele. Fearfully hopeful, Susan. I'm going to let you read it, read your response first, because I'm sure mine's different. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this goes back to episode one, and we talked about fear, and my biggest advice is to take a risk, take a jump. You will lose clientele. That's the reality of it. But... If you have that strong behind the chair presence, you will you will rise again like a phoenix from that. That sounded so like everyone sitting Harry here, Potter. even our guests, has taken this risk. I'll, I mean, I've done it multiple times because you, if you're unhappy, then it's not you're not going to get anywhere in life, and you're not going to be you know 100 percent to your clients. And wake up, Susan. Yeah, wake up, Susan. <laughs> get it together. Do what? Do you, boo boo? Susan, you have to quit your job. Like, yeah, I think it's you time should to hear move. this podcast and then. While you're going, like you're listening to this on your way into work and then you walk in and then you quit your job and then you can blame us, mm -hmm. but then give us credit yep. when you're happier a year from now. So we know, a lot of, we know a lot of people <laughs> in New Orleans. Um, oh, she's in New Orleans. Yeah. We, we're going to be in New Orleans We in will January. be in New Orleans in January. We should have coffee and talk. For a big event called Bayou St. Blonde. If you're a hairdresser out there, you should definitely look at Yep. Tickets it. are on sale now. Um, you can buy them at theleftbraingroup.com. There's another plug for you. Yep. <laughs> that is our agency. Our morning plugs. And uh, you, yeah, we're, it's do, they're doing a whole um, a whole show with a lot of really cool industry leaders. And I think that if you want to be around some dope-ass people, you should buy your ticket and go. But really quickly, Susan, just make sure that you get a new job before you quit your old job. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's my biggest advice. Like, go in there and you can quit and you can flip them off and you can scream and yell or not do any of that but you can do that but just make sure you have i mean if you're gonna do it make it dramatic anyways we can get uh chad Tabor in the conversation mm -hmm. so so chad is our guest today chad Tabor. uh he came all the way from the other side of brooklyn i'm one neighborhood over i'm in bed -Stuy, so thanks for being here thank you so much for having me so chad Tabor is from oklahoma city he has been in New York for a year working at Hair & Co. here in Brooklyn and uh, Fort Greene. And uh, he has been working with Kuhn for over 10 years. So he is now sitting with us telling us his story. And we, before we started recording, we were having coffee because it's god fucking early. That's um, my fault. And uh, he was saying that uh, that he took a risk and he kind of you know jumped into New York. So that kind of goes back to Susan's. Susan's story. So how did you get to New York? Yeah, tell us your story. I did take a risk. And um, what I did, it, what, ha what happened was, <laughs> um, I was just having a conversation with another coworker, another artist that works for Kuhn. And he was telling me how excited he was about relocating back to Brooklyn to open a salon with his wife, which came to be Heron Co. And he, I said, you know, oh, that sounds great. How cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. You should come. And I thought, oh, yeah, totally. And that was really the last thought I gave it. And a month or two later. You kind of blew it off. Yeah, I totally. I was like, oh, that's cute. Um, You're like, whatever, dude. Fuck yeah, it. yeah. Well, you, I, we've, we've all been promised things, right? 
We've all been promised things and said, oh, yeah, I can do this for you. I can do that for you. You know, whatever. how many of you out there, honestly, have worked for people where they're like, we're going to give you 57% uh, commission. We're going to give you $20,000 a year in vacation. You're like, this is not real. You're like, you're lying. And then you get there and nothing, there's nothing going on. Yeah. They don't give you anything. Right, totally. Or, or you know, you've worked under another artist and they're like, oh, I'm going to take you to the top and I'm going <laughs> to do, do this for you and we're going to put you on this stage and yeah, yeah, yeah. We've heard it all before. And so <laughs> not that I had heard that from from my current boss, no, <laughs> but we've, we've all definitely been promised things that never never come come to life or never manifest and so I didn't really give it that much thought but then a couple months later he contacted me I think it was actually via email my kind of communication yeah, right paper trail <laughs> no but uh, and he was just asking me he's like hey uh, have you started getting your license transferred and, and you know making some arrangements and I you were like oh like, shit this is real well at first I was like what are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? And then I remembered that conversation, which had been a couple months prior. And I was like, Oh, he wasn't kidding. It turns out. <laughs> and so I, I, I voiced that. I said, Oh, you, you weren't kidding. And he said, no, he was like, I want you on my team. Come on. And so at that time I, I started having conversations with people around me, um, you know, people close to me because I'd never done anything like that. I'd never left Oklahoma. Um, I'd never, you know, Left um, small town boy in a big city. You know, it's not Oklahoma City is not quite a small town. (laughs) Just throwing that out there. (laughs) It's an it's an urban area, but it's definitely a small town compared to to New York. But you know what? I find out this is a small town too. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you can get it twisted, kids. (laughs) This is a small small town. We found each other in this city, and that didn't take long. No, you know what I mean. I think that people that are like minded find each other. It doesn't matter where Dating you are. in the city is awful, too. Dating, yeah. don't try it. Just don't try it. But don't bring somebody here with you either. That doesn't work out. Uh, so yeah. just... Gonna be a do like me and date someone in a different state. Yeah. It works very well. Or yeah. do like me and date somebody on the Upper East Side, which is basically <laughs> a different state. That is a different state, pretty much. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you a specific question. I'm hoping yeah. that it goes back to Oklahoma. What's your hair horror story? So... <laughs> And this one does go back to Oklahoma. And this one actually goes to a very long-time client of mine. Let's, um, let's use her name. I'm just kidding. I, I can't use her <laughs> name, but I can use her stage name. Oh, oh I love it. Janta. Janta. That's cute. Love yes. it. She's a very dear friend of mine, but I'm very certain she is so techno-hecno that she'll never hear this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, she's of a, a previous generation. <laughs> you got the accent the minute you said that. She, she's from a previous generation. She is from a previous. Well, you know, in the south, we like to be polite. She's she was also incidentally the last time I took a walk in because she was <laughs> such. She scarred she's you. So extra. Is Janta a Trump supporter? Uh, I I didn't ask her because I don't really care to address those those topics with certain people. I'm just gonna and assume she was. She was. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm really not certain. She's a she's a very strong female and good. A very independent character, uh, also known as like a, bl- a black widow type. So, yeah. you know, she um, she's a pretty strong female. I'm not sure that she would be a Trump supporter, but I really I kind of don't care. <laughs> she, she sounds amazing. And I I feel- I she's, she's, a, she's a lot. I um, This is my new dating app. How <laughs> old are you? What do you do? What's your Where credit you score? Live? And did you vote for Trump? Like, those are the only things that I ask now. <laughs> credit score has gotten yeah. deleted. Trump- <laughs> yeah, no need for credit score. Who did you vote did for? You vote for Trump? <laughs> So what happened? Well, 
first upon meeting her, she she was a walk-in and she asked me if I could recreate the style that she was wearing and I kind of Please God tell us the style she was wearing. Well, it was very teased. It was teased for a Gale Force win. Sprayed for, like, relentlessly with Sebastian Shaper. Yes. Um, oh, my God. So I just kind of took a 360 view, you know, looked under the hood, and I was like, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I can do that. Oh, and my God. She said to me at that, at that moment, she said. Just a quick tease to a smart bouffant for her. No, it was nothing quick about this. <laughs> this is architectural. <laughs> Trust me, this is some structural shit. So uh, it requires a foundation. It requires like tears. Building the goddamn house. Tears. You were doing. Tears. <laughs> like all the tears. Um, so anyway, after you came up with the floor plan, what happened? Right. After I came up with the floor plan and the layout, uh, she informed me that she gets her hair done three times a week. Oh, oh man. So you're going to see a lot of her. Uh, well, I, I informed her because I was a young stylist. This was like 12 years ago. I was like, well, I work five days a week, so that should be cool. my mistake and she told me at that time she goes well I'm a real bitch that's the moment that I learned I can see right through well at the the time I was young and I thought that was cute and so I thought I was like oh me too honey let's go like (laughs) like, I know that's when I really like fully understood that Maya Angelou quote when someone shows you who they are or tells you who they are believe them yeah <laughs> and <laughs> this so that's a little background on who we're talking about Janta yeah that sets up the that sets Janta up the with the teased so, hair well, and so you know over the years her style evolved and this was a summer style that we were working on so it was a wet set it was no longer like a, a blowout with a ton of back combing this was a wet a roller set that I would pop her under the dryer for like 45 minutes to just This set. is legit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is old school, girl. I took it back. <laughs> I mean, right now, it's this really eclectic clamshell shape right now that she wears, but it doesn't stay that way because she unfortunately sleeps on it. She'll get so mad about like one side not staying. And I'm like, bitch, that's the side you sleep on. I can tell. <laughs> we're going to put your ass on an inversion board. And anyway, okay, so here, here it is. Here's here's the story. This oh, this wasn't the oh, story. I know. No, 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 no. Intro. Oh, the intro. That's just, that's just the background. That's here's, a the, here's the word. Well, listening? you said a horror story. Yeah, please. So this is, it gets graphic. Yes. Oh. As as the years went by, she finally would like stop needing to be so entertained. She would bring her own reading material, you know, magazines, newspapers, etc. Super old school. And uh, I was wet setting her hair, rolling it one one afternoon, and she's reading her paper. And she's just flipping through the pages, and then she spins her head around, and this roller goes, like, shooting across the salon out of my hands. And I just look at her like, what? And she's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta go now. And she jumped up and shot out uh, out of my studio, down the hall to the bathroom. And I was like, I hope she doesn't take too long. A A few moments later, one of my coworkers comes through the doorway, and he's like, is she okay? Uh, and I look up and I'm like, I, I don't know what, what? And he said, well, she ran into the door on her way to the bathroom, <laughs> like snuck into the door. And I was like, oh, shit. Stop. I know. I was like, did you get it on film? <laughs> because that's a video I would love to see. <laughs> like see her little smack her little head. <laughs> I mean, actually, that's a video that everyone that has met her would love to see. She's, she had it coming. She was in that kind of hurry. <laughs> Did she make it to the bathroom? I'm on the edge of my I seat. I can't so, stop laughing. Just... So, 
I am like, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm getting impatient. So I start rearranging things on top of my station, like moving combs around and moving clips around because I don't have shit else to do. And I'm like, where is she? Where is she? I go up to the front and I start harassing the front desk people. I'm like, this chick better come on. You might need to call my next client because she is like really stretching her time. Finally, I go back to my station. I sit there and I'm just like checking my my cell phone I'm not, I don't really wear a watch I'm like checking my <laughs> pretend watch like where is this bitch and finally she comes back through the door and I wish you listeners could see this demonstration because she comes back through the door he's gonna do it she, she's like shaking her pants out like this on the scene you know like bat wings and I was like what the fuck is she doing <laughs> taking flight no no she wasn't taking flight she was trying to dry her pants she didn't make it to the bathroom and no it wasn't number one <laughs> She left a trail, and those weren't crumbs. And my, then the next thing I see is my my salon owner tootling by with a mop bucket and a mop. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she's a better bitch than me because I was like, I got hair to do. I'm not. I cannot did be bothered. Did you have to finish your hair? Yeah. Oh, yes, honey. She she was in it to win it. She goes, I didn't make it. And I was like, oh, oh. Like, like the loudest shriek. And she goes, she goes, I had to wash my pants out in your sink. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Hence the drying action. She wasn't trying to take flight. She was trying to dry herself off. And then she tells me, I had to throw my thong in your trap. So she- I was like, you picked a day to start wearing underwear? And I just applaud her fucking courage because because I would have taken, I would have fallen right out the back door into the alley and you would have gotten a call from the car. Oh my God. It was a really I- shitty day at work. <laughs> I think you just set the bar. Have you heard episode two? <laughs> you need- we prepped on like episode two, and then yeah. you can pick a horror story. She took a two. So, <laughs> so how long what? did you keep her after that? Oh, well, I, I mean- still do her hair when I return to Oklahoma every five weeks. So she's a writer guy. She has actually come to visit me in New York and stayed at three nights. <laughs> So you love her. Yeah, yeah. she's like my great Is there any way we could get a photo of you and Janta? Oh, please. Oh, yeah. Uh, on our Facebook. Yeah. In all her golden glories. Why is her stage name Janta? Is anyone else well, wondering that? What does she do? Well, what did she do is the question. She doesn't do it any longer. <laughs> <laughs> in 1963, she opened the first go-go bar in Oklahoma City before Stop. strip clubs were legal. She, Yeah, it was called Lil Abner's. Lil, Lil Abner's? Uh, there were, uh, I think there were like three of them in operation. Wow. Is anyone else picturing called- Dolly Parton? Yeah. Essentially, uh, if you if you mix Dolly Parton with the woman from There's Something About Mary, uh, what was her name? Magda. Magda, yes. Magda, that's brilliant. <laughs> so she was very leathery. I mean, she's seen some sun. Oh, she's a great friend, though. I mean, she's like she. You don't see somebody for three times a week for twelve years and not become friends with yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, she's. Yeah. She wears me out, but it's it's a back and forth. Trust me, I give it back. And I think our <laughs> listeners can all relate to that. I think, yeah, we've all had that one person that just, we love to death, but you're just like, oh, here she comes. It's a challenge. Gird your loins. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things that you just, you can't, you can't fire them. You just, like, they need you and you kind of need them too. Yeah. Like, it's one of those, have you ever had those, uh, those guests that just like, as much as they drive you crazy, they're there to teach you something about yourself. Oh, my God. I feel like that's what she sounds like. I've had those clients, yeah, you know? Yeah, she's, she's teaching me, and she's teaching the entire salon with me, honey. She's <laughs> taking us all on a ride. But the truth is, you know, like I said, I've known her for 12 years, and I see her three times a week. You see, I, that's more than I see 
everyone in my life. I haven't seen my family in two years. Yeah. So you see Chanta literally <laughs> so far much. more. Was she far devastated more. when you said you were Absolutely, moving? yeah. She's still devastated. Did she cry? I'm sure. Not that I want her to cry, I'm but sure. I just want to imagine I'm the sure, emotions. But, 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 but I don't moment. really believe her tears. <laughs> I've seen them flip like a switch, so I'm like, mm, What was hair like in Oklahoma? Like, that's a, that's a really specific you know, story, but. Hair in Oklahoma is, um, it's very done. Yeah. It's very done. So, um, and I feel like actually not even just, uh, a few of my friends have, and I've had this conversation that have moved and maybe have moved back to Oklahoma. What they notice is that girls there, females specifically, are really like put together. You know, like they wash their hair more frequently. They style, they spend more time styling just as a very broad generalization. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they just are really more in, invested in their appearance, I feel like. And I think Brooklyn people in general just kind of have a more, a more casual attitude. We just – we're a little more honest about it. That was that was shocking when I moved here. I was always trying to use a lot of hairspray. And mm-hmm. I was always trying to get things to stay. And Humidity is, like, real here. And people love it. <laughs> my hair does not have much body, but it's... I can get some frizz, honey. And I love it because I call it, like, my halo. Everyone that lives here, I feel like it's, like – they, when they get their hair done, they want to, they don't want it to look like you didn't. Either. Yeah, absolutely. It's that lived and in the south, it's a totally different. Yeah, yeah, they want they want a helmet. They want a look put onto them. Yeah, and, and in they Florida, ask me it was all the very time. hairspray, hold, mm-hmm. you know, blonde texture. Yeah, a lot of blonde and then New York is very like I want to look like I just woke up. Yeah, right. You know, effort. I think the the vibe here is very much effortless, but still. Um, Current, you know, they want to look like the the best version of themselves. And people ask me all the time, "What is the trend in Brooklyn?" There's not a trend. The trend is toward looking like your best self, but still looking like you. Yeah. People that have dark roots, people that have dark roots are are wearing them, and they're um, they're wearing darker hair color. Oh, so they're also spending yeah. more, which is so interesting to me. Like what you get in the South with this, you know, big. Big hair set in place takes me an hour and a half to do. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, I only want to give you $50. And here it's like, make my hair look like you did nothing. Here's $150. Yeah. Coming from doing hair in the South, I it's very hard for me to not finish hair. And so to, you know, and I'm not saying everyone in, you know, up here is like I that. I personally live for that client. <laughs> when I more. first moved here, I was. it took a while for me to understand that, like, Put the hair spray down. Well, and I think that the the bigger thing too is even over just the last year that I've been here, the trend seems to be more and more embracing your natural texture. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I recommend for sure for clients here because of the humidity, you're going to be really fighting with mother nature. And what's the purpose of that? Who really wants to wake up and start like this ridiculous long battle? We're all in a hurry. We've got to go. We're mm-hmm. running We're late. Walking, We're it's walking. Raining, <clears throat> it's raining. It's raining. Seriously. Why would you blow out your hair with a, with a, a blow dryer and then straighten it and then walk outside? Yeah. I feel like New York is the only place where you can get away with like every girl I see their, their makeup is great. Makeup on fleek, clothes on fleek, hair busted. Hair is real bad. And it's weird because, like, I literally will go out and put my hair back, and I would have never done that. Like, At the premiere last night, all the girls that were, like, working the show, they just did a middle part, slicked it back into a ponytail, looked not that great, but But they're wearing Versace, so it's okay. Yeah. And And they had a red lip. We've done it. We've done premieres. We've done events where... You know, I was, it, it took my every, in a ounce okay. <laughs> of, it took every ounce of me to just be able to walk out of the house like that. But it's, that's how it is up here. You know, I'm okay with it. Me too. Now <laughs> I'm okay with it too. I'll just throw a beanie on right now. It's fall. Okay. <laughs> like when you think of destroy the hairdresser, why, 
what do you, what resonates with you? Why do you like it? What do you think Destroy the Hairdresser brings to the table? I, did, I think there's a genuine movement there. And I think the concept behind it is great because it's empowering yep. younger stylists and it's giving something back. And, you know, there's always been um, these scenarios where, you know, something that I always wanted to do when I was a young hairdresser and what really motivated me to coming to New York was doing things like working backstage at Fashion Week and I've gotten to do that. And, you know, that's where I really reignited my passion after being in the industry for so many years. But I know that there are young hairdressers and the path is different these days. It, you don't have to, like, I, like you know, I've been with a manufacturer for 10 years mm-hmm. because that 10 or 10 years ago, that was the path right. to do what I wanted to do, which was focus on color. And so um, that's one of my main passions. And that was, that was the only path. We didn't have social media in the format that we have it now. Yes, Facebook existed, but <laughs> it wasn't what it is today. And beyond that, Instagram wasn't even a thought yet. So yeah. it was it was a different path, but now there are so many different ways and so many different outlets of, of um, media information that I think it's great that you're kind of giving people something to look forward to some guidance and some kind of, of inspiration as well so that they can, they can find their own path. And what do you think about social media? Are you someone that's on it? Oh, I'm on it. Are you playing the game? Yeah, I'm totally playing the game. Chad, what's your handle so people can follow you? My handle's at the chattest. Because the Chad was taken, and so I'm like, oh, well, you, oh you're going to be the Chad. Well, I'm the chattest. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah. And what do you focus on on your Instagram? People are... My people Instagram is so not, like... It's so not professional. I, I just post things that inspire me. Sometimes it's um, stencil art that I see on the sidewalk that says like hustle every step or, you know, yeah. you know, some kind of Brooklyn inspiration that I find on my walk to work or sometimes it's party pics of me with my roommate. I think I see a lot of similarities, um, between you and me because where you, you know, you've been with a manufacturer for 10 years. I was with a manufacturer for 10 years as a colorist as well. And so I just jumped off of that train and, you know, I'm focusing on my own path. And it's, it's funny that you say path because it was so structured and, you know, so going in this direction. And I decided to jump off away from the branding and move um, into, you know, fully focusing on my brand with Caleb and our company. And uh, it's very rewarding and terrifying. And that goes back to, you I know, would like to just say that I'm always the one to jump off first and it's terrifying. Yeah. Me. I'm like, did it hurt? Do you have a net for me? Yeah. But did Catch you die? <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> and so, you know, it's, and it's mostly like, you know, me pushing him off the train and like <laughs> letting him. And me giving him the finger as I'm <laughs> falling down. <laughs> yeah. So I see a lot of, you know, similarities in that. So like now you're still with that company, but in a way you kind of are on your own. Yeah. And you, you have jumped out, you know, you still do education for them and you still are a colorist for them, but you're kind of your own brand now. And that's really cool. Yeah. It's been a really fun journey. Um, it, it was scary as hell. And I left a really, really successful salon business in Oklahoma and a lot of people ask me like why are you doing this why are you selling your house and your cars and like why are you giving up this life that seems so how old are you that's <laughs> we don't have to talk about that because no, you look 23 right I'm, I'm 35 so uh Matt props to like owning your own house and having- in Oklahoma that's kind of what you do that's kind of the expectation and so that led to difficult conversations with clients because they couldn't understand why I would want to leave all that. And it's really hard to explain without offending somebody that 
this is a, what makes me happy yeah. because that's what they've worked so hard, you know, some of their lives for, which are, you know, many more years than mine. And, and to tell them, well, this isn't enough for me yeah. or it's, it's not that it's not good enough. It's just that these things that people told me that society told me would make me happy, this house, these two cars, you know, this perfect little life that, that seemed so picturesque that didn't make me happy because it didn't challenge me. But it was also a big ass burden because like I, I owned this property that I had to take care of and I was still traveling every weekend, flying out of town. So I was hardly even ever there. It was really more of a burden to control, you know, to, to try and manage the yard and the house. Mm -hmm. And the everyone listening is like in their SUV on their way to work. I know. Regular house. And we're like, our duplex is huge. <laughs> you know what? I do miss my car though. I had a car when I me moved too. here. I had a Jeep. Uh, the Jeeps, that's the perfect car. I had a, a BMW convertible. That is not what you drive here. That, uh -huh. They will fuck your car up. Their parking philosophy is like, if you didn't hit both the car in front and behind, yeah. then you took up too much space. <laughs> <laughs> and they like feel like it's just, it's like expected for, their, for them to push your car out of the way when they want to leave their parking space. If, I would just come back and see like different pieces missing off my car. It was so upsetting. So I just want to say, you know, Going back to Susan's email, like, if that's not a prime example of the risk that you take as an artist, you know, um, Chad up and moved across the country. It was not that far. It was like <laughs> 1,300 miles. But he moved to New York and, you know, started over. You know, I've done it. Caleb's done it. So, you know, moving to a new salon, I mean, this should give you hope that, like, you can do it. This is the risk that you need to take because it's not about what you're giving up. It's about what you're gaining and I how happy you're going to be. I always tell people that you have 100 years on the planet. And what are you going to fucking do with those? Because, uh. I mean, it doesn't matter what age you wake up to make a big change. And I'm not saying that everyone should move to New York, even though I kind of No, am. don't. It's crowded here. We, <laughs> we ain't got no more room. But I do think that it's really important that you check in with yourself. Okay, I'm 25, I'm 35, I'm 45, I'm 55, I'm 65. Like, how many years until you end up doing what you actually want to do? And I think that's why we created Destroy the Hairdressers, mm -hmm. because... People don't think that way. We get kind of caught in the grind. We start out as artists, then we turn into factory workers, and then we turn into disgruntled factory workers, <laughs> and then we're on strike, and then we hate our jobs. So yeah. I think stop getting mad at your employers. Stop getting mad at your where you work. Take responsibility. This is, your, this is your problem. If you're unhappy where you work, this is your problem. It's somebody else's problem. So Change it. Change it. It is scary. It was definitely scary as hell. I didn't start over just at a new salon. It was... Uh, new salon to me, but a new salon to my entire neighborhood and community. So we had zero clients, mm -hmm. right? No walk-ins. I mean, we had to completely generate a business. So that, I mean, it doesn't really get much scarier than that. It's such a great area though. How did you generate business? A lot of, of beating the pavement, a lot yeah. of introducing ourselves to the community, a lot of standing outside. If you guys look at Hair and Co. Brooklyn online, um, the, the actual space is so pretty. Like the whole front view is all glass. And so, you know, you actually see the community walking by and they wave in and the stylists wave back. Like it's become this family. And the stylists, you know, will stand outside and like just say hi to people and people will just stop by and talk. It's actually become this. Yeah. It's got a really cool vibe. Clinton yeah. Hill, Fort Greene has... It's it's very populated. It's we're on Myrtle Avenue, which is a very busy street. Mm -hmm. You guys know because you're right off of Myrtle Ave too. But it's a super busy street, so there's always people walking by. Lots of traffic, lots of foot traffic, and lots of nosiness because there's so much going on in the neighborhood that people are just curious. What what's happening here? What's what y'all doing in here? And that's kind of the purpose of having an all glass 
um, facade without a front desk when you walk in. It's Stop just, hiding it. Let yeah, people see what's going on. We want people to see what we're doing in the community and what we're what we do at Erico. So. We did a video a couple of weeks ago on Facebook Live about firing your front desk. Mm-hmm. And you guys don't have a front desk. Mm-mm. We don't. And what, what what do you notice we, about that? Well, what I notice is that it causes a lot of curiosity and a little bit of confusion. But we have, to alleviate that, we have a concierge. So we have somebody that greets people as they walk through the door like a concierge and escorts them toward the center of the salon where we have a computer system. We can get them checked in or we can give them information about product or about appointments. But everybody stands up. I mean, you see the stylist, no matter what, even the ones taking a client or not, as soon as that door opens, everyone is there to greet. Yeah, we all we all try to be very um, aware and very very active in, in greeting people and welcoming them into the space because we want it to feel like you just walked into our studio. Yeah. And that's really kind of the vibe that you get. You just walk, basically walk into my chair. <laughs> Is it overwhelming to the client? No, because it's a super casual vibe. It, we try to have an upscale atmosphere, but it's still kind of a casual vibe and a casual um, conversation with the clients. So it's not really overwhelming because all of those people don't descend upon once. Right, right. It's more just like, hey, go welcome, go ahead and see David. He'll get you checked in. And then while David's checking them in, someone may take their jacket for them and hang it in the closet. It's it's very casual and very um, homey. I'm just asking the questions that I feel like people are sure. thinking. Like, what about when the phone rings? We have somebody that answers, a dedicated person that answers the phone. Okay, so the concierge. Yeah. So does the concierge get paid the same as the front desk or is it cheaper? I don't know what the difference would be. I know that he's, he's actually assistant. Yeah, too, I know that he's on an hourly rate, but he's also trained to be an assistant. So right now he's working on blow drying and styling, and then we'll focus on learning some color application and things like that. But and who does your back end? Like who gets the stock in and puts it away? Yeah, it kind of depends. The res- the concierge does that. Receptionist concierge position does that. Um, we have another assistant that contributes to that effort. Uh, the owner Allison does a lot of that herself. So uh, I do, I, I work on the color wall a lot because I'm a CD, so <laughs> I'm like, I'll be fucking up my color wall, and so I have it arranged very... It's very pretty. Do you have, are there any issues that you've run into with having no dedicated front desk, or has a client, have clients had any issues, or... No, I don't think that we've run into any issues as far as um, not having a physical front desk. The only issue that I would say is it can be a challenge when there's not a concierge on, if there's not somebody scheduled at that time. Okay, yeah. So then we all kind of have to... Chip in and, and it just take takes care more, of I think, awareness of making sure that everybody is. Yeah, that's a good way because there's always someone in the salon that isn't doing something. Yeah, that's no a, matter and what. we all know her. <laughs> Karen, <Yeah>. no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Karen's always sitting down. <laughs> there's always a Karen. What advice would you give to a stylist um, jumping, taking risks, starting their career? My advice really would be to just go for it, but also don't be lazy. I can't stand lazy people and. There are so many people in this career that are, and you know what? Stylists, it's not going to be handed to you. It's not. And stylists are, are like water. We find our level, honey. <laughs> so that's the way it's it true. works. We find, you find your level and that is directly related to the amount of effort that you're willing to put in, you know? And I say that because I'm considering, you know, things, stylists that I work with, the young stylists that I'm working with as far as the assistant program, training young colorists or not young, but just training people in hair babies. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you're a baby in this career or you're a baby to the color line mm-hmm. that I represent or a baby to this new direction in, in your career that you're taking, regardless, it's how, where you get is directly related to the amount of effort that you're willing to put into it. And if you're if you're just really not in it, then get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. 
No, for sure. Everyone else. Who is your industry idol? Like, Ooh, yeah. Who do you look who, up to? Who do you love? You know, it's interesting. Um, I don't have just an industry idol. I just look at people that um, whose work I see and, and inspires me. And one person that um, that I've really been into lately is Sharon Blaine. I think she's so interesting, and the way she does long hair styling mm-hmm. is kind of um, it's a new passion for me. So it's something that I'm kind of just trying to push out of my boundaries and explore because color has always been such a a, um, a big thing for me. For those who don't know who Sharon Blaine is, where does she, like, what's her thing? Sharon Blaine is all about long hair styling, and she does a lot of classes. She travels a lot teaching. Um, she does, like, long hair boot camps, that type of thing. And when she, we're saying long hair, you mean, like, like mermaid hair? Yeah, super long, but it's a lot of um, upstyling, pinning up, um, a lot of avant-garde, braiding, twisting, um, curling, of course, a lot of editorial work. One of the images that really... Um, that I love so much because she's a smaller person too. There's a, <laughs> she's tiny. Yeah, she's super tiny. And there's this image of her, and it's a, a behind the scenes image of her working on a model for this photo shoot. And the, the mo- she's she's putting all this curly hair on top of this model's head and the model has a lampshade as the foundation. So it's just like <laughs> massive. And Sharon is on this ladder, like putting hair on top of it. It's like, <laughs> and then she turned around and it was Janta. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so if people want to follow you, contact you, ask your advice personally, how can they get a hold of you? Just DM me. DM. <laughs> like a good DM. DM at the Chattis. At the Chattis. Or you can email me. It's chad, C-H-A-D dot Tabor, T-A-B-E-R at iCloud.com. Woo. I have an email. And we are going to post on Facebook. You and Janta. Yes, Janta's photo will be coming out. There are several the photos of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Give us the best one. The best one. She'll be over the moon. I, I almost want to bring her on. I, I know. Guess. I, I feel like, like at some point Janta should... probably got some points saved up. She could fly back. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like Janta should have a cameo at one point. <laughs> yeah, we sure. can make that happen. She's quite an entertaining Bring character. back Janta. We're going to start a hashtag. <laughs> well, I have, an, I have another be the friend like her that I collected in, in New York. Really? Because, yeah, you know. I, you attract I, people. I, yeah, I don't know what it is about my vibe, but I found <laughs> I found the New York version. I just, the only difference is I, I learned. Does she have I a learned. stage name? Uh, no, she's just, she's very, like, fashionista. Okay. Her name is Shelly, but she, um, Shelly. she wears a full head of individual extensions, like, global individuals. Oh so, I don't do that service, <laughs> and so luckily I'm out on that. So, we can just be friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you know her? I met her at a party at the Plaza Hotel, okay. um, just through another friend that I met at a Bar. That's where I was last night. Really? Yeah. I've never been there before. It's really cool. Yeah. It's beautiful. And, and we were downstairs in the um, that, the private entertaining room, Boutique. Did yeah. You go to, is that where mm-hmm. you were? Well, we went, it was like a four-story situation. Uh, okay. <laughs> four story so I saw situation. three stories? Yeah. Well, yeah. Those nights at the plaza. Well, you never know <laughs> what's going to happen. You know. All I do know is I could not find the door out. <laughs> um, so Did I'm, you go through the kitchen? Were you down in the... No, I was. Okay. So no, you were up in... The main level. Okay. And I was, like, trying to find my way out, and every door was, like, locked. And all these, like, beautiful people are, like, drinking and having a good time. And I'm, like, just trying to get the fuck out of there. You're panicking. And I'm, like, <laughs> and you're starting you're to look crazy, banging on doors. It's like, like the Shining Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I'm, like, California, is that right? Yeah, I, like, right around. I, I don't want to ask someone, like, do, can you, how do I get the fuck out of here? And I go to the coat check people who I didn't tip because I didn't have any cash. And I'm, like, do you know where the door is? And they just gave me this look, like. Fuck you. You cheap bitch. <laughs> uh, 
So finally, I made my way out. I don't even know how I got out. Um, so we're, we're going to say goodbye to Chad. Thank you for coming. If you guys want to hear more from us, you can join us on Facebook. You can search Destroy the Hairdresser or on Instagram at Destroy the Hairdresser. Or you can email us, info at Destroy the Hairdresser. And you will hear from us next Thursday. It's Thanksgiving. It is, but, but we're, we're going to pre-record it for you. you. Yeah. We're so when you, you want one. to get away from your family, you can come hang out with us. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> we have upcoming classes coming up. Um, we have two classes that you can start enrolling for. They start the 15th of January. We're only taking 30 students per class. There and they're are going up fast, so reserve your seat. Get yes. your seat. Yes, yes, yes. Half, they're all half full, so you can you still have a chance. Uh, we're going to give you all of our secrets and tips. And mm-hmm. if you're an owner or a stylist, we have two different classes for you guys. So we'll hear from you then. Awesome. Okay, hair babies, have a lovely week. Bye, guys. Check us out at www.destroythehairdresser.com.